Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're going to talk some sports business here in a moment with Jeremy Crabtree from On3. Jeremy, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Well, we're going we're gonna to spend a couple minutes here figuring out uh, what on three is. So I want you to explain that to us. Because oh, okay. I've been, try- <laughs> I've been trying to look for a capsulized uh, definition. Well, uh, very fam- if you're familiar with uh, uh, any other college sports uh, network, it's uh, very similar. Uh, we have uh, team-, team sites covering across uh, – most of the top programs in the country, including Kansas State, uh, Oklahoma, uh, all over the all over the country. But then we also have a component of uh, where I'm involved with is uh, covering NIL and, and and sports business. So I mean, we we do we kind of do it all, and and have been around now for three full years, and uh, feel very good about the trajectory that we're on for the future. And you are the senior editor. We're talking with Jeremy Crabtree. Uh, so, sports business has taken on a whole new definition. Uh, it's, college sports has always been, to some degree, a business. Now it's mm-hmm. almost all degrees of business. How has it changed? <laughs> well, uh, just just in this year alone, you have to think about the we had the disintegration of the Pac-12 with realignment. Uh, you've got tons of litigation that uh, potentially. Uh, could revamp everything that we know about college athletics, i.e., uh, potentially making uh, college athletes uh, uh, employees. Uh, then we've seen uh, success uh, on the NIL front, not just with men uh, athletes, but women athletes, i.e., Caitlin Clark at Iowa. Uh, you've got the Institute of Labor proposing a dramatic reform model that would you know, eventually if it were to ever change, allow them to pay players directly. Uh, you've got NIL impacting the high school ranks, and you've got Deion Sanders impacting uh, the entire world of college athletics, and TV ratings were the best that we've ever seen. So uh, that's just that's just what's happened this year alone, and uh, that's <laughs> kind of in the world that I am dealing with on, on an everyday basis, and there's about – 5,000 directions we could go with that uh, with that synopsis. Yep. So I don't think it takes a genius to figure it out, but uh, who is doing well in NIL? What what schools are, are getting ahead? And I guess more importantly, what are they doing to get ahead? Are they are there legitimate NILs, uh, NIL deals where you're actually working with a business and using, using your name and image and likeness and, and getting paid for that? I'm sure there are some of those, but how much of it is just a, a straight, uh, here, here's some money, come to our school? Yeah. 
Well, you have to look at NIL kind of from a couple different standpoints. You do have the straight, uh, what we like to call roster and retention type of focuses that come from collectives uh, that are doing what they can to get players that are in the transfer portal to come their way uh, and help their program out. There's collectives at every single school and, and you know major school in the country, including two at KU, two at K-State, uh, one at Oklahoma, one at Arkansas, one at Oklahoma State, one at Missouri. You get the picture. There's that aspect where there is, yes, uh, NIL that goes toward keeping players that are already on campus uh, on campus and out of the transfer portal by via what's called essentially roster and retention. And then you also have that, that standpoint that comes from uh, helping okay, well, you're a transfer portal quarterback, i.e. Will Howard. If you come to the University of Miami, you come to USC, uh, this is what you would get from an NIL standpoint. And then on the flip side, yes, you do have athletes that are our brands. Bronny James, Shador Sanders, Libby Dunn, Arch Manning, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Travis Hunter. You just go down the list, Angel Reese, who are doing individual one-off deals with brands. So you do have NIL is kind of encompassing a lot of different aspects, but the one that a lot of people like to focus on is the roster and retention and, uh, you know, potentially tampering with uh, uh, student athletes that are going, could go into the transfer portal and how it even impacts the high school recruiting ranks. Jeremy Crabtree with us, senior editor of On3. So I'm old school in a way, but also progressive. I like to think that I, mm-hmm. I believe in keeping up with the times. Uh, so when you have these collectives, you know these athletic departments are also still having to fund scholarships, facilities, personnel, everything they've always had to fund, which is yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of money. So now you add in, okay, the athletes are getting a chunk of this, and that's coming from boosters and collectives like we've talked about. What is Is that healthy? Well, there's a thing called donor fatigue for a reason, <laughs> to be very honest. Uh, there are only a certain amount of big boosters at uh, many of these schools that have deep pockets. I mean, uh, you can only go hit that booster up so many times for facility upgrades or to, hey, we need money for a new library or, uh, hey, we need to get a blue-chip quarterback to come our way. So there is there is only a finite amount of money, which is what makes uh, uh, this – in many senses for a lot of the people that have not bought into NIL, very frustrating because they don't understand that it's all in one. uh, And and, and there is a legitimate thing called donor fatigue where you can't just tap into the same uh, checking account all the time because it's not going to be there because these donors don't have limitless amounts of money. Usually they are well off, but they, they don't have limitless amounts of money. So then that means you have to start trying to find other ways to raise money for NIL, i.e. Uh, you get the subscription model where a lot of these collectives say, well, we'll take your $5, your $10 a month, and that money will go then directly to uh, student-athletes to try to fund their NIL. Uh, again, this is all marching toward what a lot of people believe will eventually become a student-employee model where – uh, these universities will uh, be on the hook for having to pay uh, some of these uh, pay these student athletes for what they believe is uh, you know around thirty 000, at least thirty thousand dollars a year. It was part of the NCAA's new proposal 
but it, it's complicated, and uh, I, I don't think even I can do it justice by trying to explain it all because uh, it is very murky and, and, and hard to follow. But donor fatigue is a real thing, and there are university presidents and athletic directors that just are maddeningly frustrated with it, but they're also usually the programs that are struggling from an NIL standpoint. The ones that embrace it, the ones that do uh, understand how it is a major part of college athletics today are the ones that are traditionally pretty successful with it. And, and from a roster, reti- roster retention standpoint, also helping lure players away to their programs. So is, is the Pac-12 just going to be Oregon State, Washington State, and the and the Mountain West, or is there anything uh, that uh, Oregon State and Washington State could do uh, with whatever control they have? Can they get more creative, or are we just going down uh, what it looks like we're going to be doing? Yeah, I think that's the what it looks like is what's going to happen. At least all indications are they they sure they're going to probably try to be uh, successful. The good news for Oregon State and Washington State, if you followed. Last week, they uh, the week before last, they did get some uh, a, a court win that helped them with a lot of the assets and a lot of the money that is going to uh, be part of the Pac-12. So they do have a war chest to work with. Uh, but the most logical and uh, answer would be to absorb a lot of the Mountain West programs. Maybe look at uh, Gonzaga or somebody like that. That's a basketball one-off, and it it just would make sense. Uh, but they they're not going to rush it. Uh, the NCAA does allow a pro, uh, you know, conference two years to try to sort itself out here. So uh, this is not going to be done something, something that's going to be done overnight. It's going to be something that's going to probably be almost uh, two full calendar years before we get it all figured out. But the, the easiest answer would be just to absorb those that are in the Mountain West. And I think the Mountain West would uh, be on board with that because uh, then you get to keep that Pac-12 name. And, you know, it's called the Conference Champions. And it's been around for a long, long 100-plus years, and it's got a tradition, and it certainly would give any of those programs, Fresno State, Boise State, UNLV, Colorado State, you'd give those guys a lot of caveat and excitement to say, hey, we're part of the Pac-12 versus uh, the, the Mountain West that they're in right now. Talking now with Jeremy Crabtree from On3Sports. He's our senior editor for years, a foremost authority on football recruiting <laughs> I'm ready to name you a foremost authority on NIL, Jeremy. You like that? Well, thank you. <laughs> I like that. It, <laughs> it's been it's been what our world. I mean, to be honest, when uh, they they talked to me a little bit about shifting over to cover NIL, I I, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, but it it uh, it does touch everything. I mean, it, it touches the court cases that we're seeing. It touches high school football recruiting. It touches the transfer portal. It touches college sports. I mean, I've got a daughter that plays. Women's soccer, college soccer, it touches uh, NIL, touches uh, women's sports too. So it's been pretty fun to be on the the, the kind of cusp of being involved in covering something that really touches everything. Well, I'm learning. Uh, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that there are schools that have two collectives, one collective. Uh, is Is there any enforcement of how many collectives you can have? What are the relationships between <laughs> collectives and athletic departments? Are we still are we just trying to figure all this out on the fly? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Will we, there we, be we, some more organization to it as we go along? Well, if the NCAA does decide to bring NIL uh, in, into in house, so to speak, then yes, collectives that we know now 
might end up being rendered obsolete, and a lot of the folks that are working with the collectives now might end up being employees of the universities. So, so right now we're in this world where we're kind of still trying to figure things out. There are schools, and, and more and more schools, every single day. Every single day you see athletic directors, you see coaches that are publicly embracing the NIL collectives and are giving it the official seal of approval. This, this, this collective is officially approved by Kansas State. This collective is officially approved by University of Kansas. And, you know, that is the case. I mean, we do have, you know, at, at K-State, for example, there's Wildcat NIL, and then there's the Wildcats Den. If you've been around Manhattan at all, you've seen the Wildcat NIL all over the place, in Aggieville, on signage leading into the stadium, signage inside the stadium. You've seen uh, Coach Kleiman, you've seen other coaches, Coach Shane, talking openly about, hey, you need to support this this type of pro, our, our NIL program, Wildcat NIL. Uh, there are the other ones out there also, uh, the Wildcats Den, but it's not quite as successful. And, and it's these schools that have kind of figured out that, yes, we do need to have just one collective, one group that kind of overwork oversees it all and have a kind of a relationship with them that are the ones that are the most successful at this. But again, we're still trying to figure this out because uh, for every successful collective that uh, we have in our collective database, there's probably two or three that have gone out of business since, uh, since July, 2021, when this all became a reality. Do you feel like uh, we're headed for uh college football to kind of take on its its own identity and for every other sport to kind of mm-hmm. figure things out because uh, when you have all these movements it, it doesn't make any sense for the University yeah. of Arizona to yeah. go to Rutgers uh, well Arizona is going to be in the Big 12 but for any of those schools uh, UCLA to go play Rutgers in in, in softball yeah. so what do you think that yeah. what do you think we'll see in the next year or two on that no, I think you're you're kind of hitting the nail on the head right there because that's part of the, the NCAA reform proposal that Charlie Baker, the president, uh, introduced, where uh, that these, you know, the the, the powers that be, that that you know who we're talking. We're talking about the SEC schools. We're talking about the Big Ten schools. We're talking about the upper echelon of the Big Twelve schools that they could break off and set their own rules for essentially everything uh whether that means paying players to be uh technically employees to bring the collectives in-house to hold their own championships to figure things out anything that that suits them their own way that's that was in his proposal and that's what it was such a jaw-dropping uh kind of statement from the ncaa saying that we need to do this or this is what the proposal is is at this point and it just sent shockwaves across the college sports landscape now Again, that has to, to to make that a reality. We're going to need a uh, Congress to get involved to you know give them the seal of approval from that standpoint, so that we don't have uh, they get they need a federal exemption. Uh, then also you have to get the entire body of the NCAA, all of the divisions, to buy into this. And uh, there, there's still a lot of uh, uh, hurdles to be crossed and jumped over, I guess. Uh, before we get to that point, but, uh, you know, do I see that where we're at and, and maybe three to five years? I, I do. I just think that this, the powers that be just hold so much control, uh, whether it's from the TV rights standpoint to you know, look at the recruiting rankings, all those players are going to those type, to those things, to those schools. So it just would make a lot of sense. But, 
you do have to wonder what this what the impacts are for Olympic sports, for women's sports, what happens to the Division II schools, Division III schools. Uh, it, it opens up a litany of other uh, questions that need to be figured out before we get to the, the end of the road. Jeremy Crabtree, senior editor on 3Sports. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jeremy Crabtree. I would suggest that because this is the world in which we live, and he's on top of it. Jeremy, thank you. All right. Thanks, Gareth. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.